clear. For breaking, Father, every barrier, Father God, Father God, every fear, every every confusion, Father, every spirit, Father, everything, Father, that is not of you, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, it's already been bound, Father. He has no authority, Father. And we thank you, Father God, and we ask that your Holy Spirit, Father, take control, Father God, of my mouth, of my heart, of my mind. May your word, Father, flow through me, Father, so that your children, Father God, may receive, Father, whatever you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) This is a... First of all, I am excited to be here. <laughs> um, but more importantly, to be standing um, on the podium to actually deliver a message. Because uh, <laughs> if you know one thing, if there's, if there's one thing you may not know about me is that I enjoy everything else. When it comes, I enjoy the music, everything else. But when it comes to <laughs> preaching is a whole different thing. <laughs> One on one, I love it. I will, you know, tuck your ears off. But um, but the awesomeness about this is that this is the Father's plan, and when it's His plan, we cannot escape from it. And especially when we allow Him to move, and when when He's the one that's leading us. So I always, my prayer is always, Father, you know what? I let Your will be done. I am simply a vessel. And however you want to use me, I make myself available. That's all he looks for. That's all he's always searching out of us is availability. If we are available, then he can use us. He will do the rest of the process. Amen? Um, my, uh, well, I want to thank all of you guys. A lot of you guys have been calling me. Uh, Chris, <laughs> everybody, Tanya, she's not here. My wife, of course. Uh, everybody, like they call the Kirby. I want to make sure you're good. <laughs> I, uh, but I appreciate that. I, I, I honestly appreciate it. And, uh, this means a lot to me. And I want to thank you guys for coming out because, uh, I'm sure, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of other things that you could have been doing, but you decided to come out today. Um, but, uh, and I pray and I've been praying, I've been fasting and I ask that the father may use me and, and whatever he has for you, you will receive it. Um, um, I, McKinley, of course, and uh, Dr. Hardy and uh, uh, Apostle McKinley, they're not here tonight. But I definitely, I'm sure they're going to be listening to this. I want to give, send out my shout out to them for, <laughs> for, allow them, for allowing me to use their platform, of course. Um, but the good thing about this ministry is we are the Wu-Tang Clan, right? <laughs> That's who we are. So uh, um, we just... Literally, uh, uh, the Father just put us in all position. We can all just learn from each other and, and equipping uh, one another and just preparing for one another. Um, and um, this is a training ground. You know the interesting thing? Um, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna do very, very... I'm going to uh, time myself because I often can talk a little uh, much. So, I, um, But right before I share this or start our message... Um, it's quite interesting how the father works because um, when I um, when I when the first first of all when I move or left my 
old ministry, which is uh, my dad is one of the pastors of that ministry. When I left that ministry, com- coming here, the father gave me uh, a vision to come here. Um, it took me about six months because um, I wanted to be certain. I wasn't sure. I just want to make sure that he, I was hearing from him correctly. And when he told me to move, and then I move eventually. It, but the funny thing is, if you notice, I always bring my book bag. Because when I first moved down here, when in the dream, he gave me probably like 20, 100 million dreams. All he kept telling me is, okay, you're coming to a university. Literally. In fact, I had a dream one time. He literally, uh, There's a guy who came in the dream and bring me a scholarship. And it says university. I'm like, Father, I don't feel like going back to school. <laughs> Schooling was not part of my, you know, I'm trying to make music. Uh, I'm trying to do real estate, different things. <laughs> Um, and, you know, now he's talking about university, going back to school. You know, I had finished school already. Um, I just, it was just, it wasn't part of my plan at all. But the interesting thing is, um, it wasn't part of my plan, but the father had a whole different plan. And often what we imagine in our mind, because like when the father will tell us something, he'll say move or give us a direction or give us an instruction, the first thing he's always looking out of us is to be obedient. And because honestly, he never give us the, the whole, like a weekly bread, I would I mean, often we would say. He doesn't give us weekly bread. He literally give you one instruction. You be obedient. You take that instruction. Then he will give you the next one. Um, so when he told me to move and come down here and then I'm part of this ministry, I just come and enjoy. I enjoy being in the back. I love it. I could sit back there for 500 million years and just, and I would enjoy it, honestly. But the interesting thing is, that was not what he had in plan. And when he told me to come to university, I didn't know eventually I would be, I was going to be part of the university teaching at the university. <laughs> so I enjoyed it and I say, Father, you know what, you know what you're doing. And, uh, I humble myself and, um, let your will be done. You know, I'm just a simple son, you know. And uh, for tonight, um, our series, since I'm going to be preaching for the rest of the month, our series for tonight is Demotion for Promotion. Of course, it has Pastor Kirby, T. Pierre, <laughs> next to it. <laughs> uh, most of you guys don't know my middle name. My middle name is T, which is Tony, um, <laughs> so that, which is my father's name. But um, the whole reason it's interesting because... That message, I had it since 2019. Literally, I literally wrote it on my piece of, on a piece of paper maybe two years ago. Demotion to promotion. Um, when I start getting revelation or dreams that I would be eventually, you know, not that he had called me into pastoral um, ministry. So I wrote it down one time and I said, demotion to promotion. The Holy Spirit led me to do that. And... When McKinley asked me to preach, of course, I said, you know what? Um, the father, I was praying, he says, okay, this is what I want you to share with my children. And the whole process, the whole reason of that is because, well, first of all, let's look at the definition of demotion. And there's two aspects of it. There is a human perspective or the world perspective of demotion. And there is a kingdom perspective of demotion, which is the father's way. So demotion is, worldly perspective, is being reduction, is reduction in ranks or status. So it's pretty much demoting from one status or from one level to a lower level, which a lot of us might be familiar with. Um, 
whether you're at your job or um, you used to be, you used to be the money guy where everybody goes to, and then eventually you go broke. <laughs> so now you literally, you know, you went from being the guy that everybody called for money, and now you are, uh, you're the one asking for money. So that's definitely, um, that's what the world perspective of demotion is. Or you used to have, you used to be the manager at your job, but you did something wrong or oft, you know, often, which we're going to get to later, the father might demote you because he want you to go, you know, in, in the lower ranks because that's not where he want you to be, which is the kingdom demotion. Kingdom, kingdom demotion is the father's way to your promotion or your purpose. So when the father demoted you, the whole purpose of it is literally because he's trying to get you to your destiny. He's trying to get you to a perfect, to that plan that he had for you before the beginning of time. And um, we're going to read this to uh, Philippians 2, verse 6 to 8, to 9, actually. If we have it up there. Awesome. Who... Being in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He's talking about Christ. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in the human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. As I was reading this, um, the father was just talking to me in regards to how Christ, he literally demoted himself. He demoted himself from the highest, from, from who he was, simply because he wants to fall into the father's plan. And you know what, father, since this is what you had. And the, the interesting thing about this, the Bible talk, you know, the Bible tells us about that Christ was a, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. So he knew from the beginning that, okay, you know what, eventually that would have to, that was part of the father's plan for my life. The same way we know, like, as individual, like, when we in line with Christ, we know eventually, okay, if the Father called call you into whatever it may be, we have to stay in line for that. And not only that, every single one of us, there's a story, there's a plan, there's a divine plan, there's a purpose that's already written in our life. The Father already has the end of our life in, in His hand. So, but all we have to do is in line with him, stay in line with him so that we can know what that is. And this is what the, the, the word was, um, the Bible was telling us that he knew, he knew from the, from the very beginning that the father already had a plan for his life. And what he did was, and do you know, the interesting thing about that is he could have easily say, you know what? I don't want this. I don't want this. <laughs> He could have said this. He could have said, you know what? I do not want this. This is your plan, not my plan. Thank you very much. But what, you know what he did? He demoted. He says, you know what? I'm demoting myself from my kingdom, 
from my heavenly place, from all the glory, from, from the angels glorifying him 24-7, from his authority, from his power, from everything that he was. He says, you know what? I'm demoting myself. I'm bringing myself down, which is an act of humility. I'm humbling myself to your plan. But then in the rest of the chapter, which is chapter um, verse 9, because he demoted himself, because he allowed the Father to use him, to humble him, no, because he, he humbled himself, because, because he fall in line with the Father's plan, the Bible says that, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. Amen? God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name. Isn't that powerful? He literally gave him the name that is above every other name. Simply why? Why why did he do that? Because he demoted himself, right? Right? Because he allowed himself to be humble. He says, you know what? I'm taking that cross. I'm taking, I'm falling in line with your plan. So because he allowed, he put everything that he had in it. I guess if we, if I may say a joke, I'm sure he might have had a lot of plans. Like he wanted to play basketball. <laughs> he had a plan to watch a whole movie, a whole Netflix. <laughs> but he says, you know what? Okay, since this is what you want, I'm going to go ahead and... Okay, I'll, I'll go. Okay, I'll, I'll put those. Th- I'll put that on the side today. Let me go ahead and uh, uh, go down and get these people back. <laughs> let me try. Let, let me bring your children back to you, right? And you know, and I was reading this book in, um, about humility. I believe it's by um, I cannot remember his name, but Andrew Murray. So beautiful. So awesome. And when he goes in details in regard to the level of humility, the love, level of humbleness, how Christ had to literally detach himself from the power that he is, that he was, that he was part of, which is the Godhead. Like he was part of the Godhead, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He was part of that. He humbled himself. He demoted himself. You know what? Just so that I, I can be part of, so I can bring back, so I can, he can bring us into the family, right? Let's finish uh, reading the verse. It says, therefore, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. What a promotion. And it makes me think about myself when, honestly, when I was when the father told me to move, and that's just one case scenario, and that can, I'm sure many of us has many case scenario where the father asked you or tell, uh, told you to leave something that you enjoyed, that you leave something that you actually are pretty good at. But he's like, hey, you know, what? I want you to leave this. I want you to put this behind you because I have a, I have a perfect plan for you. I have a plan for you. But you know, mo- most of the time, it sounds like a perfect plan after we fall in line, but in the beginning, it doesn't sound like a perfect plan. It sounds like, uh, you know what, you are removing me from my plan. I had a whole plan. I was chilling. Now you're asking me to do this. <laughs> and honestly, when I left the, 
when I was, um, when the father told me to left my old ministry, I enjoyed where I was. You know, I've been in the ministry for 16 years. It was family, it's culture, it's everything that I could think of. It's a family, you know, but not knowing, not knowing he was literally promoting me to a place that I haven't even fathomed. I never thought about coming, I mean, being a pastor, that was not part of my plan. But he literally, but the interesting thing about that is he doesn't tell you all the details in the process. He literally just, hey, move. Um, what does that mean? Move. But as you're taking steps, he's revealing the full plan. As you're taking steps, he's giving you small details. And honestly, that takes a level of faith and a level of humility. And a level of humility, humbling yourself to literally trusting in his plan. Say, Father, you know what? I don't know what that is, but I trust in you. I know that whatever plan you have for my life, it's greater than what I could ever even imagine. And one thing I had to realize, too, is that I didn't create myself. <laughs> I did not create myself. We, don't, we didn't create ourselves. When he was in heaven with the Father, creating all things, you know, um, placing things, putting orders, you know, you know, depart the sea, all that kind of stuff, move the ocean, um, creating, you, you, you know, universe. We weren't part of that. In fact, it was an e- eternal. So that was before the creation. So when he was in heaven, when, when he was up there creating his perfect plan, he already had me in the plan. And I had nothing to do with that. So because I trust, because I know who he is, and he's proven himself. He has proven himself many, many, many times. So I have to literally, I say, you know, Father, I don't know, but I trust in your plan. And as individual, as children of God, we have to literally lose ourselves. And that's what the Bible talks about, even in that place when Jesus, um, when Christ demoted himself and Entering into the body of Jesus Christ, of Jesus, he literally had to literally lose himself, lose his plan, lose his identity to gain what the father plan was. To fall in line with the father perfect plan. So what does that mean? We have to allow, you have to allow yourself to be demoted so that the father can get you to the purpose or the promotion he's trying to get you to. You have to humble yourself. There's no other way around it. The only way you can get to his plan is by humbling yourself. And as I was reading, I come across a process. And everything that the father does, there is a process to it. There is a process. If he will not tell you to do something without not giving you the, without, without not giving you a process, a step process to it. There's instruction that comes with it. There's a guideline. There's rules. There's regulation. So everything he does has a step process. So if he's telling you to humbling yourself, there's a step process to that. If he's telling you to demoting yourself, surely there's something he's trying to get you to, right? He's trying to get you to a, to an expected end, but the only way he can get you to that is through the process, through the system that he creates. Amen? It would have been nice 
for us to get to our destiny, you know, through our own rules, <laughs> by our own rules. I think I would enjoy that. Honestly, I would. <laughs> I would honestly enjoy that. <laughs> and, you know, I can do what I want to do and then still just, you know, tell me what that is. And then, uh, oh, it's going to happen in five years? Okay, in five years, I'll come to church. There we go. <laughs> In years five, I'll be at the church. Trust me, I'll be the first one at the church. But the awesomeness about that, it doesn't work like that. He has a process. He has a step process. He has a rule. There is a process for every purpose, every calling. If you have a calling in your life, there is a step process for that. Every destiny, every prophecy. Often we receive prophecies, we receive a word. I had to learn, the father once told me, because you'll have a dream, you're like, oh my God, oh, that's good, okay, I'm going to get money tomorrow. (laughs) Or somebody give you a prophecy, oh my God, okay, I'm rich tomorrow, that's it. Y'all ain't going to see me no more. (laughs) But, you know, one thing I had to realize is, that's the word, he's giving you a word. You know, Paul talks, um, Paul was telling Timothy, um, in regards to when somebody gave him, he told him, hey, you know what? Keep in the, for, the forefront of your mind, of your head, every prophecy that's been given to you. When you keep those prophecies, it helps you, it can shape your, your route. It helps you make the steps. It helps you minimize the risk. It helps you, hey, you know what? The father called me into ministry. Okay, maybe I don't need that route. It would have been awesome, but I need to stay away from the club a little bit. <laughs> or big bit. <laughs> He called me for this, and that's the beauty about knowing who you are sooner rather than later, which is where we're going right now. So because there is a process for every purpose, every destiny, every calling, he first, he definitely going to have to deal with our identity. One thing I had to realize, one thing I realized is that the biggest issue in church, in the body of Christ, is not knowing who we are. If somebody, you know, they can, you know, we can get a dream, or okay, we have a good voice, or we want to start business and all that kind of stuff. But the biggest issue, or the biggest problem, is identity, lack of identity, and not just identity of ourselves, but like lack of identity in Christ. Because we don't know who we are in Christ. So when he tells us, hey, you know, Kirby, I call you into ministry. I, my anxiety, everything the world has been telling, all the lies, all those things, just now just keep, you know, start popping up in my mind. Fear, all of those things. But had we know who we are in him, had we know that we are seated in heavenly place, had we know that, hey, you know what, this is his purpose, he predestined me for those things. This is what he desired for his children. Then the moment if he tells me, Kirby, this is what I want you to do. Step into it. Kirby, I called you to do this. Step into it. No fear, no doubt, no insecurity, no question to ask. But because there is a lack of identity in the body of Christ. When the father says, hey, start that business. Nobody wants to start a business. Nobody wants to do anything because, oh my God, okay, I don't have the money. He just told you to start it. What is money to him? Right? What is money to the Father? But because we have been taught about the relationship in the wrong way, we do not know who we are. We don't know that the kingdom belongs to us. 
We don't know that we have access. And in, in fact, we do not know that he's for us. The Bible says that Christ is for us. He's not against us. So because we don't know that everything that the Father asks us to do, everything, every dream, like they will give us five million dreams, five million prophecy. <laughs> and it will still take us 500 years to start something we could have done in two days. Why? Because there is a lack of identity in the body of Christ. And because we don't know who we are, then we don't know the authority that we have. The Bible says that the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead is we, from the death is within us. I mean, when you think about that, <laughs> all mind can even fathom what that is. It doesn't even make, make sense to the carnal mind, but we're not carnal. We're spiritual. Everybody in here is spiritual, right? There we go. Amen. <laughs> because it is unbelievable like to even fathom what that is, having the same power, the same authority, the same greatness, Christ is in us. Um, I mean, um, carnal mouth can't even express what that looks like in the spirit realm. It doesn't even, we have an idea of what that looks like. But to fully demonstrate it, it doesn't make sense. And that's who we are. That's who resign in us. That's who we are connected, yoked with. We have the same DNA as him. We are, we, we are joint, we, we are joint heir with him. We are same, we have the same father. <laughs> but, despite all of those greatness, we still do not know who we are. And what is that? It is a lack of identity. That's the only way you can call it. We don't know if, and it's crazy because the world, when somebody says that, okay, I am one of the Trumps or the Obamas, I mean, that carries power. It really does. And I'm telling you, even for myself every day, I'm telling a father, okay, I teach me more of you because there are, we should not have any lack Whatever it may be, whatever that lack is, there should not be such in the body of Christ. Whether it's power, whether it's finance, whether it's authority, casting out demons. <laughs> I mean, that should not be a thing. That shouldn't be a thing. But we do not know who we are yet. But I believe that the Father is doing something in this season. He's doing something with his, in this season to his children. He's revealing himself. And I truly, that's one of the things I love about this ministry. And when I, now that I'm here, I said, okay, I see why. I see what he was doing. I see why it took me a, such a long time to understand that process. But my heart was in the right place. He saw, he knew that, okay, I just wanted to be right. My heart was yearning for something more. It's funny because I used to be in church and especially once you start listening to Miles Monroe, um, I knew McKinley. I've met McKinley um, in 2014. We went to the same school. You know, he's he shared that story before. Um, when I. When I I think in 2015, he 15 or 16, I can't remember. He you know, he introduced me to Miles Monroe. And I start hearing about the kingdom message. Who we are in Christ. 
And I'm like, oh, I would go to church. <laughs> it would be a battle in my mind. I'm hearing those pastors preaching, and then I'm like, okay, this is not going to work, Father. <laughs> We're going to have to do something. It's not working. Um, some of them would say, hey, you know what? Uh, we, when, we go, when we die, we go to... Because most people, we feel, they, um, they describe the kingdom, and I'm sure, I don't know for, for you guys, but I'm sure most of them reveal the kingdom as a place that we go to when we die. That's my experience to the kingdom. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? This is the perfect place. This is where the place that's being, you know, reserved for us when we die. And I'm sure that might be a thing. But the Bible says that, that we are, that's who we are right now. We're living, the moment we accept Christ, we are, we receive eternal life. We are seated in heavenly place. The kingdom is made for children. And I am certainly his children. <laughs> I am his child. So that belongs to me. It belongs to all of us. So when we understand that, when we understand this, this concept, I'm like, okay, it doesn't make no sense why there is lacking in the body of Christ. Why there is a lack of identity. And I believe that the Father is doing such amazing job right now through this ministry by revealing himself. He's revealing himself. He's revealing himself in a way that is so powerful because for years and years and years, the body of Christ, the children, his children, has lost our identity. They do not know who they are. And I say this quite often when I'm, in, uh, when I'm talking to um, either my wife or um, McKinley. I said, the enemy did a very, very good job. He did a very, very good job. He succeeded at the job, at what he was doing. Creating lost identity. He succeeded at the job that he was doing by... Revealing the Father, revealing, revealing the gospel in the way he did. Okay, you can know enough, but you will never know your identity. Okay, you'll know that you have this, you know, Jesus, all of those, but you will never know who you are. But again, because um, the Bible talks about when Jesus, when, when, when Satan attacked Jesus, he never asked him about nothing else but, okay, if you be the son of God, if you are the son and he was specific. If you be the son, then do, you know, do such. So because he know the power that is in the relationship, he make it his mission, his purpose, his full-time job on the clock. When we go to sleep, he's still working. <laughs> we go to bed, we probably, you know, fasting, you know, we, we have it open the Bible for, I don't know, a whole week. He's still on the full-time mission. Pushing the, 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 um, his identity. Pushing his identity. I don't want these people to know who they are. But thank God, we're in this place, in this house, we all know who we are in Christ, right? Amen. The Father also works in season. So after you know your process... After you know your purpose, after he demoted you to get you to a, to your purpose, to your destiny, he helps you. Now you know your identity because you cannot get to your purpose. Most of the time, I think, um, and to go back again, 
when we look at ide- when we look at demotion, most of the time we t- we looked at it from the wrong place. We looked at it as okay, um, uh, from a higher place. Now you're being demoted. You're losing an opportunity, or just we're looking at, at it bad. But the father, in his way, kingdom perspective, the father demotes us only to promote us. Because in those seasons, that's when he can train us. He help us. He help us find our identity. We know who we are. So because now we know who we are, because that's that's important. He cannot get us. He cannot give us our purpose, our destiny, if we don't know who you are. So he makes it okay. You know what? I'm gonna make sure that in this season, while I'm demoting you, while you're in training, while you. While you feel like, okay, um, the devil is after you. No, this is me training you. Because demotion is not always about losing. In this case, kingdom perspective, demotion, it's all about gaining. Regaining identity. Okay, I didn't know who I was. So now he have you sit down in a season where now, okay, you know what? You didn't have, you probably didn't have much time to read your Bible. Now he have you sit down or you used to be a manager. You're no longer a manager. So since you're just an employee, you don't have to work, you know, full time around the clock. You don't have to work 10 hours comparing now. Okay, now you could just work five hours. The extra five, you could learn about him. Finding your identity. You could study. You could fast. So after you find your identity, then start correction. When you accept his demotion, now, because you know who you are, you're not against his correction. Make sense? Because a lot of time, I believe most of the reason why people cannot receive correction, when things are going in our life, and it's the Father trying to humble us, it's the Father trying to correct us, trying to teach us things. The first thing we think, because we don't know who we are in Him, we automatically, oh my God, the devil is after me. Oh my God, I'm being tested. Oh my God, um, I didn't pray this week. I haven't fasted. Why? Because we don't know who we are. There's a lack of identity. So any little, any little bit of thing that happened is the devil. Any little bit of thing that's, ha- that's taken place, we don't look at it, oh, you know what, the Father's training me. He's fixing my character. He's training me for a higher season. He's training me because I'm about to get promoted to a higher level. He's training me because he's trying to give me a new business. But he has to also check my character. How do I deal with people? How do I receive criticism? But because we don't know who we are, lack of identity. So whenever somebody tells us something, the first thing, okay, that's the devil. That cannot be the father. But knowing, had we knew who we are, when we got correction, oh, you know what? That's the Father training me. He's exalting me to a higher place. You know what? My car broke down. Oh, you know what? Okay, I think maybe he's trying to give me a new car this week. Amen? Everything, because, and it connects, it connects. When we don't know, then everything, it's a you know, chain of reaction, domino effect. We don't know every little bit of thing. Okay, I, uh, I go to the hospital today. They told me that um, I, um, I have a toothache or my tooth needs to be removed. Okay, that's the devil trying to attack my te- teeth. <laughs> okay, the enemy is in my teeth right now. No, it's not him. 
That is not him. The father's trying to remove that teeth out of your mouth so that you don't, you know, catch cancer or something. <laughs> you know, some kind of disease or a teeth affection. But the first thing we do, oh my God, okay, it's the devil. The devil, the devil. Lack of identity. It's a lack of identity. So, so now what he's doing is, you know what? Because we know who we are. Say, I know who I am. Say, I know who I am. So when he is correcting us, when, when things are happening, I'm like, okay, you know, the father's promoting, he's working. Whatever happens, the father is working. Whatever happened, the father is working. Make sense? Because I know he's for me, he's not against me. I'm seated in heavenly place. So that's a higher, that's a very, very far place for the enemy to get to. You're sitting in a heavenly place. So before he can get up there, that's a very, very long distance. <laughs> right? So if I'm sitting in a heavenly place and, and he's way down there, of course, so I mean, that's not him. That cannot be him. So I receive training. He's preparing me. He's teaching me. He's aligning my character with his plan. He's removing all the bad thoughts. Because a lot of time, you know, the funny, the interesting thing about this is we, there's a lot of attitude, a lot of things, a lot of thoughts, a lot of motive in us. He knows. He knows how we are. We can't, I mean, we can't deal with people. It's hard for him to promote us as much as we may think we're ready. It's hard for him to promote us until he detox all those things out of us. Because when we get there, we're going to make him look bad. <laughs> he's going ma- to make us, we're going to make him look bad. And one thing um, I, a friend of mine once told me, and I always kept that, is in fact, we actually have a Haitian quote in regards to that. The father, never, his interest is not how we get there. Is how we show up when we get there. You know? How we show up when we get there. In fact, we have, a, there's a Haitian quote in regards to that, like, uh, Haiti. You know, you guys know I'm Haitian. So, um, they say, um, Mise, how do they say? What, what did I, I think I have it somewhere here. Do I have it up there? Oh, there we go. Mise, Mise, me porte bon nouvelle. What that pretty much means is, Delay, but bring good news. How do we, how does that connect with what we're doing, with, 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 what we're talking about? He's not interested on us getting there, like on like um, popcorn or popcorn revelation. You know how people are just we, we want popcorn miracles, like we want things to happen very quick, very ha- fast in our life. But he's more interested on when we get there. How is how we how we how are we showing up? How is your character? Do you look like him in your character and how you talk? Do you look like him? So it's very, very important to, for us to really, 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 and those season, don't look at those season, don't look at those season in our life as those moments in our life when the father's training us and looked at it as the devil or as people is getting on our nerve. Our neighbors is is after us. Um, the, you know they need de- deliverance f- from things. But looked at it as you know what he's training me. He's training me for my next level. 
I don't know what you're going through. You know, and you know, to be honest, quite often, especially in the body of Christ, there are times the father, your neighbor could be, uh, could be very annoying, if I may say. Can I use this? I think annoying, yeah? <laughs> your neighbor could be very annoying. You know, when you grew up in the, the Baptist church, you said neighbor, hey, give a you know, clap to your neighbor. Your neighbor could be quite annoying. But the interesting thing about that, that annoyingness, is that a word? <laughs> the annoyingness in your neighbor is literally the father using that to fix you up. He's fixing you up. Because you have anger issue. <laughs> you know that, <laughs> uh, one of my pastor always says, when you pray, don't ever pray the father to, uh, uh, to give you patience. Because he's definitely gonna give you, show you that. He's definitely gonna put you in a situation where you gotta feel like, oh my gosh, okay, Father, can we skip that test, you know? <laughs> you pray for a patient, he'll put you in the hardest, the worst traffic. Five hours, you get stuck there. You can't move. What is he doing? He's training you. He's training you. He's building your patience. That's what you pray for, right? <laughs> you ask for patience, so he's giving it to you. And that's the best way to learn it. And so we come, to, I've, we have to be mindful that not every little bit of thing is of, him, of the enemy. In fact, I truly believe we don't, we, the Bible says we're not fighting. Um, we, we don't, the enemy has no power over us. He has no power because why? His power has been defeated since Calvary. And Christ is in us. So whenever he sees us, he sees Christ. So he sees that's, that's a battle that's been won ten zillion years ago. So he don't, he doesn't want to go through that again. Those punches and slap and he doesn't want that again. So what he does is he will entertain, he will act up, he will just distract us because that's all he's able to do. But we are not to fall for that because why? We have a place, we have a place to go. The, the Father is training us. He's been, prom- He's promoting us to greater things. So do not get distracted by those things. Use them instead as a way of training, to train yourself. You know? Because you're asking for, you ask Him for greatness, for, for breakthrough. You're asking Him to promote you, to give you that big record. So of course, <laughs> the same way, I mean, He, if you, since you're praying for a car, He's probably not gonna give, put you in, uh, five-hour traffic, but he's going to definitely, maybe, um, <laughs> you buy a new car and then suddenly your neighbor throw a rock and then <laughs> your windshield is broke. Yeah, I just paid some money for this. Like, really? <laughs> That's important. But he's training. He's training your character. And the last one is season. It's season. Now you know who you are. Now you know what he's doing. That the things that you go through are training. It's not him against you. Now is what do you do in that season? How to receive that season? How to understand that season? The season you're in. The Father works in season. And there's season for many things. 
In Ecclesiastes, it says that there's a season, there's a time for everything. Everything has a season. Everything has a time. There's a season for him to train you. There's a season for him to elevate you. There's a season for promotion. There's a season for everything. There's a season for where, I know quite often uh, a pastor talks about this, where there's a season in your life where you literally have to go and put everything behind and just seek for him. Searching for your purpose. I believe um, in 2019, if I recall, when right before the father, um, I would say December, December, December of 2019, I, when I, because I used to I start going to the ministry, I, to the Bible studies, because they used to have Bible studies on Wednesday at McKinley House, Ola and eighty. Uh, they had a they had a fast in that season, so I was still at my old ministry, but I would go to their Wednesday Bible studies, and they, we had a I think uh, early of that year, January of twenty twenty, if I remember, maybe or twenty nineteen, we were we had a whole we had a a fast a twenty one day fast, and in that season because I. Now receive information. I'm like, okay, wow, okay, this is who he is to me. This is who I am. I'm not just a church member going, you know, just, um, I have an identity. I know, you know, Christ is in me. He has a predestined plan for my life. I need to know what that is. I need to know what that is. Because for many, many years, I kid you not, for many, many years of my life, I was searching. Searching, searching, because I'm like, okay, Father, this can't be right. There has to be more to this. Then I was introduced to Miles Monroe. I'm like, okay, there definitely there's more to this. <laughs> but how to get to it, I did not know. I did not know. So I'm like, Father, I need, I need, you're going to have to reveal to me what you're doing, what this is about, what is this whole plan, this planet, destiny, all these words I'm hearing every day, purpose, uh, vision, dreams, all of that. And the funny thing is, if you've been in church long enough, or not even, there's a lot of things that people kept saying. They just say that, you know, breakthroughs and purpose. But the way to it, nobody ever says, how do you get to it? Nobody ever takes the time to get, oh, the Father has a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough coming in your life. Okay, I've been waiting 10 years now. I don't know what's going on. So there is no structure. And in my heart, I was yearning for more. I was praying for more. I say, Father, okay, I know you have a destiny. They were praying. They were, you know, they were teaching about destiny, purpose, predestined purpose, who we are in Christ, that he preordained, he predestined us to conform into the image of Christ. Before he create me in my mother's room, he already ordained me to be such and such, a pastor, a businessman, greatness. But... How to get to it, I did not know. But when I start going to the ministry and I start learning, I'm like, oh, okay, so I do have a plan. I'm not just here, but I have a plan. I have a purpose. The Bible says that he preordained, or like he, he literally, to be honest with you, if the main reason we are being created is because we have a purpose. If we don't have a purpose, there's no reason for Kirby. There's no reason for Chris, Ola, Mary, Tanya. There's no reason. But he literally created a purpose. He says, you know, okay, I have a purpose. 
And then now, okay, do your thing. Glorify me. Reveal myself. Reveal me through your purpose. Reveal my kingdom through your purpose. Reveal who I am through your purpose. Amen. Reveal my kingdom through your purpose. So I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And I pray, we fasted for 21 days. I kid you not. And the whole time, all I was praying for, Father, I just, for 21 days, that's a long day. That's that's a long time. (laughs) For 21 days, it's a long time. All I kept asking is, Father, I just want to know what I'm here for. What is my purpose? Every day, what is my purpose, Father? Father, (laughs) But it makes sense. Start praying in tongue, bringing forward, you know, speaking my destiny, you know, speaking destiny, bringing my destiny forth. Because there's a lot of things that I didn't know, praying in tongue and different things. But in my heart, I was searching for more. Because I knew there was more. I just didn't know how to get to it. I didn't, I, I did not know, like most of us, we did not know the step process. But there is more. The Bible says that Christ came so we may have a life in more abundantly. So that is more. There is more, right? There is so much more. But I had to take a season in my life. I say, Father, I just want to know what you have for me. Whatever it may be. And when you ask, definitely just wait for that answer. <laughs> like, Because uh. there are times, like often, it may not be what you had in mind. But it's what's best for you. Amen. It may not be what you had in mind. You might have to do a big 360 turn around. <laughs> I, the reason I, I'm saying this, it makes it's quite interesting because when you realize, I'm like, oh my god, you know, I've been in church my whole life. I'm 31 years old. I've been in church my whole life. That's all I know. I know. So I'm quite familiar, and I enjoy behind the scene. I enjoy sitting. You know, just working in ministry. I used to work with youth ministry and I enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed it. I like just that. I like that. You can call me. We can talk for five hours. <laughs> I'll minister to you for five hours and I will enjoy it just right. <laughs> but when he called me, when I start praying, Father, okay, what, what are you calling me? What am I here for? Um, you're a pastor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm like, um, me and AD, we've been talking about records. We're about to release albums. <laughs> me, and, me and Tremaine and Chris, we're in the studio working, doing music. Now you're telling me pastoral? Okay, that's a, that's, that's a 360. <laughs> but it's what's best for me. It's his perfect plan for myself, for my life. Because he knows. And you know what? And, and I had to come to a point and say, you know what? He knows what's best. And I only want the best. I do not want nothing but the best. I said, okay, since I want the best and you are the creator, you created me for the best, to be the best, because I am like you. So then, okay, I'm going to fall in line with your place. I'm demoting myself. Dropping everything that I thought I knew, every plan I had. Okay, I'm dropping it simply because... I want the best. I want to be promoted to the best you have for me. Amen.
have a quick question for you. What does your character look like in season of promotion and demotion? Because that's important. How do we act? How do you react when things is not going your way? Quote. Because we, we talked about it already. That just because it's not going your way, that doesn't mean it's not him doing his thing in your life, working in your life. <laughs> but according to our standard of what, uh, it's not going my way. <laughs> when, how do you react in that season? How do you react? How do you go and say, Father, you know what? This is not making any sense. Do you stay humble? Do you pray? Do you worry? Do you start calling everybody and telling about your story and like, oh my God, okay, uh, um, I haven't been able to pay the bills for like three months. I don't know, like, you know, what's going on? Or do you just go in your closet and your secret place? Amen? And then say, Father, you know what? I want your best. I'm in a season in my life where I am 100% fully depending on you. I know you are demoting me. I know that what this is, I know this is simply a season of promotion. You are pruning, you are removing things out of me that is not beneficial for me for my next season. You are detoxing me from a certain family, friends, Information, strongholds, attached things that we picked up along the line. He has to prune them. He has to remove them. But in that season, we don't know that because we don't know. We just don't know. (laughs) You know, most of the time, like he might give us a dream, you know, one of the prophet might say, hey, you know what? Uh, the father said he's, uh, he's working on you. I'm like, oh, it's been a month now. I don't know. Is it still working? <laughs> but often in, within that season, it doesn't make sense. Because, you know, often, I mean, it's, if we've been quite, on, quite honest, we'll receive words like, oh, my God, okay, this is about to happen. The father says, okay, um, uh, stay for a second. Uh, just wait for, uh, just stay, just wait. Um, he's, he's about to do this or that. But it's been five months. How do you deal in that season? What's your reaction? How do you take it in? Do you continue praying? How does your character? Because that will determine your next promotion. That will determine how you move in your next promotion. I wanted to do a a small, uh, I guess, you know, what was that? Not demonstration, but just, uh, I guess, questions, if anybody have questions in regards to that, where I just want to get a perspective of, since this is, you know, Wednesday in Bible studies, um, I just want to get everybody's opinion on how do you react? What does character look like in season of promotion and demotion to you? Is that okay? Awesome.